Alright. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another Queer Cast. I'm your host for this week, and I'm joined by Jake Skolnick of uh, Mannequin Vanity Records. How are you doing today, Jake? Hi, Dustin. I am fantastic. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's wonderful to have you. So, uh, tell me, what, uh, what is Mannequin Vanity Records? Ah, well, Mannequin Vanity Records is an independent record label based in San Diego, California, that is. We specialize in folk world punk music. Uh, the label started in New York City back in 2007 with uh, the release of the Plastic Revolution's debut album, Planning for Chaos. Since then, we've relocated to San Diego, and uh, currently we boast a diverse roster of international touring acts. That uh, is, There's nine acts altogether, and then we also help produce festivals, uh, comics, even audiobooks, and... Uh, we do a whole whole wide array of activities, including TV and film placements, as well as just the uh, typical record label type of things. That's the general consensus. Although we are uh, involved in a bunch of different things, we consider ourselves primarily a record label slash entertainment company, and it allows us to function like a boutique and help our artists uh, on a one one-to-one basis and really try to focus a little bit on talent development and just kind of helping them uh, more on a personal level than most record labels do. So it sounds sounds like you more or less care a lot about your artists as you're offering a lot more services that a traditional label wouldn't necessarily offer, right? Like, you know, you're kind of just being the all-around, you know, boutique service as well as comics. Are your artists involved with these comics? Uh, well, Kel Bordell makes their own comic series, and that started with Alan and Regina, the bass player and violinist of the band, and they kind of got the idea, I just helped them bring it to fruition. So I don't necessarily offer all the services directly to the artist, but I mm-hmm. offer them the tools, or we can find a way to do it. My The, the business model for MVR is very artist-friendly, so I, I would address that and say... That, you know, it's hard to say whether or not I care more about my artists than other labels or whatever, but all, all the deals are structured specifically to be artist-friendly and in the artist's favor, um, be it royalty splits in artist's uh, favor. In some cases, some of the releases, we don't even take a royalty percentage. We just do a promotional deal. Um, but regardless, you're right. The, the focus is always the artist in, for MVR. Well, that's, that's great. That's like... That's how it should be, right? You know, it should be about the artist and a built thing sort of together, correct? I mean, that's what they say, but the music business gets entangled so often and, yeah, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the age-old dialogue of art versus commerce is whether or not you're, uh, you're being true to the artist or you're uh, being true to the money. And, you know, back in the day, we had these big wigs that were... Uh, the record label executives that didn't really know too much about music, but they knew a lot about business, and they were, um, you know, they would they would throw these huge sums of money at artists that they didn't really understand, but they'd at least let them, you know, try to figure things mm-hmm. out and say, hey, you know, they didn't hit on their first record, let's let them try another one or a third one, and that was kind of the a- the golden age of talent development when labels actually would let artists, you know, try to find themselves and try to find their musical craft and. Nowadays, it's kind of like uh, that's shifted. There's there's a younger executive now who's there saying, I know a lot about social media, and I'm a millennial, and I can tell these kids what they need to play because I actually know the market. And 
that's that's kind of dangerous too and i i forget uh you know someone someone a lot more smart and powerful than me had kind of come up with this idea too and was talking about this recently and I don't know where that leaves us if that's you know in a in a worse or better situation but it is it is something to take note of and just uh you know for me I'm trying to get back to the the roots of music that I love DIY letting the artists do what they want to do so that's kind of the philosophy behind MVR so speaking of of the music and the music that you love as well being not only at the top of NBR, but you also play in, in a couple of the bands as well on the label, such as uh, Kickstomp Ensemble and uh, Quel Bordel. How, how would you say that the atmosphere of being both the owner and playing in the band dictates how, how you sort of present yourself in those situations? Is I mean, it- that's a very astute observation, Dustin. Uh- yeah, because I am one of the artists, I want to make sure that the artists are treated fairly and that they have a reason to stay on MVR and want to do more releases and uh-huh. build a relationship. And and yeah, that's that's basically, you know, I, I courted all of these artists. That I have a personal relationship with all of them. I mean, the label really started with BJ Jesbera, and uh, he's a singer-songwriter from Chula Vista, amazing kid, very charismatic, and... Um, He's got he's got kind of an edgy take to folk music. He does uh, like a combination of that and pop punk. It's almost like uh, Blink One Eighty Two and Johnny Cash were to have sex and make a beautiful uh, beautiful musical love child. That's that's exactly what we would get here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he's he's really grown. He he grew up in the pop punk scene and kind of shifted to the folk scene, which a lot of a lot of my label did. You know and. We're kind of we say world punk folk, but uh, everyone comes from their own sort of background. It's great because he's really you know come up and been able to open for a lot of those pop punk all stars like Chris Rowe of the Ataris, and then the full band he's done as well. Uh, he's opened for Sprung Monkey. He's opened for Mest. Um, he's done some cool stuff like that. And then on the other side, he's played with a lot of folk people, and he's uh, been a reoccurring uh, featured performer at SD Gypsy Fest, which. Uh, you know, is is kind of more on the folk side, obviously. And um, uh, I believe he has a 15-minute podcast, too, called the, the BJ Jespera 15-minute podcast or something. Or the 15-minute like. BJ, yeah, 15 totally. 15-minute BJ, yeah. <laughs> it's a good little uh, good little podcast. I've, I've heard it a couple times. Yeah, we'll have to get him on uh, in, involved in this as well. Should I maybe go through and talk a little more about some of these other artists? Yeah, I mean, we've, uh, we've touched the surface of about three of them. I'd love to hear about the other six. All right. Uh, there's also Mojave Soul, which is uh, it's basically Americana with bluegrass influence. They're from San Diego. Um, it's singer-songwriter kind of music, but they've got awesome co- combination of banjo, mandolin, guitar, stand-up bass. They sing. Uh, there's fiddle. Um, and yeah, they're they're really uh, they're really fun. Good good hometown bluegrass feel. San Diego bluegrass, it's kind of the, you know, this mythical underrated thing in the bluegrass community, but I, I guess, uh, you know, these guys are really breaking out and they're, they're kind of, I, I think it's almost like beach grass, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun and it's, uh, it's a really good vibe. Um, so, something you don't, uh, don't hear often or, or would, how, like, 
Just beach grass. I've never heard that. I, I don't even know play. if that would be the correct. Uh, <laughs> well, because they are I, Americana like grass, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're mostly Americana. Is is kind of what we decided since they're they are singer songwriters and it's great songs, but mm-hmm. it's these bluegrass type instruments playing it, and it's all from a Southern California kind of vibe. Um, it's also high energy, but. It's they fit in with the traditional bluegrass model. They just did the uh, Far West. Uh, they were they were a venue's choice showcaser on the Thursday night at the Far West conference, and they absolutely killed it. And that's like a very traditional kind of uh, folk scene over mm-hmm. there. And then um, I mean they've done like the Santee Bluegrass Festival, uh, a bunch of the bluegrass fests around. Oh, so they're all over. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. So there, yeah. So. Uh... What uh, what's the furthest away artist that you have on your on your label? Oh well, we do have a couple of internationals. Uh, we've you did got, say that. <laughs> we've got Band Apart, which are a French folk band, folk pop band from uh, Bedachiu. It's like South France, right next to Montpellier, and they've been on the label for for shit eight years now. Um, they, I met them in 2011 when I did a acoustic tour over there, and then since then uh, they came over the following year. We recorded their album, their first album, La Tom Dunette, and uh, since then they've they've also really come up in in France and they're on commercial radio out there, and they have their own festival, which is La Quan, uh, Quan de la Vigna in the south of France. And that one's really come up. They have national uh, headlining, international headlining acts, uh, and it brings thousands of people from the south of France. It's funded by their village, and they have all kinds of sponsors. It's a really, really cool festival. Um, and then they come over to the U.S. every other year and do a tour with uh, any one of the NVR bands or as many as we can kind of cram together. They'll be coming back here in... December, actually, doing a Banda Bordel tour, which is uh, Band Apart and Kel Bordel, which is my other group, and it's basically the same guys that play in Kickstomp Ensemble, too. So it's like a super group, like an international super group? International super group, exactly. Phenomenal. And there's eight members, and we're doing also an album release. Uh-huh. Uh, it's basically an album release tour and an album... Uh, there's, there's a four-song album we've been working on the last, basically, eight years since I've known these guys, and... Uh, it's turned into this eight-person, nine-person musical collaboration on stage, which is a wild party and a lot of fun. Um, so it's definitely something that people have to go and, and see when it's in town then, right? Yes, I would recommend that uh, anyone who's listening to this podcast come out Saturday, December 22nd to the field. Um, there's also Wednesday, uh, December 26th, we'll be doing the Atomic Showcase with a bunch of MVR acts. And then earlier that night, we're playing the OB Farmer's Market, for those of you who are not 21. Um, and then I believe we're going to add a couple of Blind Borough shows. I know January 4th, we're at Blind Borough, but all these dates will be listed on the MVR website, which is mannequinvanityrecords.com, M-A-N-N-E-Q-U-I-N, for those of you who can't spell mannequin. Uh, and yeah, all those, all those dates really can be found online. Um, oh, and of course, the Shamrock New Year's Eve party is going to be happening with the two bands. That'll be a blast up in Marietta. Let's see. Do we we didn't touch on uh, we we touched on Band Apart. That's one international we got, band. Uh, three left by my count. Okay. Well, then there's uh, Steve and Jenny Jackson, my French Canadians. They just did a European tour, and 
they tour a lot. They did, and I met them on a 60 day North American van tour. Um, really fun, just uh, ho- homey, good vibe. They they remind me of Kimya Dawson, but a little more punk rock. You know, they've got a they're a real punk rock duo, but they play acoustic instruments, guitar and mandolin, and they've got really catchy, fun songs. Um, really good, good duo. I highly recommend checking them out, and I know they'll be coming back soon. Is there anyone on your label who, uh, other than Mojave Soul, who's not necessarily like as folk punky that uh, maybe could appeal to like a? Uh, how do you how do you do about like like electronica maybe? Ah, well, I do exactly have one of those, and that would be Christine Seiko. She's a fantastic singer songwriter. Her stuff is definitely a little more electro vibe, and uh, she she does. Um, she just released a single, and it's called Suddenly. It's awesome. You can check it out on Spotify. Uh, she's also doing a big conference this month. You can find information on her plays on her website or the MVR website, of course. Um, and, yeah, she's kind of the standout artist, in my opinion, but her songs are really good, and she's just a phenomenal person. So so she's one to definitely check out. Absolutely, absolutely. She definitely has... From what I've experienced, that that very unique vibe. If you couldn't tell, I was familiar with that from leading in. Yeah, yeah, good, good, <laughs> and, good segue there. Uh, we got one left. Oh, the 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 pinnacle, right? The pinnacle. I guess he's the one of the more recent signings, Mr. Clint Westwood, huh? Yeah. Tell me, uh, tell me a little about Clint. How's he? Clint is an amazing uh, cult country singer songwriter. He's got an awesome band. He's toured the world. Um, I know him from back in the day of the Whiskey Avengers, and I love that band. And when he told me he was kind of starting this folky solo project, I was all about it. And um, I guess Pinnacle because he's got something coming up soon that we'll be releasing his pop punk uh, his pop punk covers album, which is kind of an homage to all the stuff we grew up on. He's doing a No Effects song, a Propagandi song, a Rancid song, and they're all covers in like this indie folk. Uh, vibe which is amazing so so yeah. other than that do you have uh, anything else coming up from any of the other uh bands release wise uh i do have my band kel bordell uh is going to be releasing a song an amazing grace uh cover basically and that's one of the bands that i plan also kickstomp ensemble is basically the same band just without the violin player and then um yeah, the main the main other stuff is the Kickstomp and Band of Bordell tours that are coming up in December. Uh, so uh, yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, new new Quell Bordell coming out and uh, Band of Bordell to be excited for. That's right, that's right. But it's going to be an exciting winter, that's for sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, do you have anything else that you'd like to uh, to plug before we? Uh... I I can't think of anything. I just uh, would thank the listeners for supporting local music and encourage them to check out any of our artists uh, for free on Spotify or whatever musical streaming service they use and come uh, party at a show. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much and have a good night. Thanks, Dustin. You too.